0: Shoot here, and you're listening to the Rooted Girls Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're glad you're with us. We got a great episode planned today, and it is episode two of the podcast. So welcome. I'm going to introduce you my awesome special guest that we have with us today, one of our Rooted Leaders, Sterling Ray. Hey, Sterling. Hey, guys. What's up?
1: How's it going? It's good. (laughs) We're so pumped you're on the podcast. Man, I'm pumped to be on. It's my first podcast. This is really fun. Write about that in your diary later. (laughs) Yeah, I'll definitely do that.
0: Definitely do that. But Sterling, how about you tell um, all of our Rooted Girls just a little bit about you?
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, well, um, I am... First off, just stoked to be on here. Christy's been a great friend since college, but um, for those of you who haven't met me or, or don't know me, I am a whopping 25 years old. I am single. Me too. I, yes, <laughs> we you know? are single <laughs> sisters. And, uh, I am a youth pastor, so I've been a youth pastor for three years officially, but doing youth ministry for probably like the last 10 years of my life since high school, just really loving people, went to ORU for, for college. And like I said, that's where I met Christy and, and, uh, have two sisters. I'm the middle of three girls. It's it's awesome to have sisters. I love them. And, um, yeah, I live, just outside of Tulsa in Owasso. And it's it's a fun time. I'm trying to think of anything else weird you guys Maybe you like something want to know. fun or
0: random about you.
1: Okay. Um, I do a, a excellent T-Rex impression. Okay. Um, now we're
0: going to have so- to hear it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And we'll save that for next time. Okay, you guys gotta tune into the next
0: episode <laughs> going on to hear the epic T-Rex Jesus. impression.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, that was that's a wild story of how that got started. But um, I also play the drums. If there's any like musicians out here, girl drummers, whoop, um, and trying to think of anything else. Yeah, those are just two fun facts. Awesome. I guess. Awesome.
0: Yeah, we there's don't meet many stuff. female drummers out there, so that's, that's awesome. True.
1: We're a dying breed. A no, dying
0: breed. Well, thanks for sharing that, Sterling. And yeah, Stowing mentioned, Stowing and I go way back to her freshman yeah. year at Oral Roberts University, my sophomore year, and um, we've kind of been friends ever since the moment we met, I guess, you know, yeah. and um, I'm super thankful that Stowing and I have stayed close throughout all these years and that we stay yeah. stayed connected. We're both super involved in ministry and various okay. areas, so it's been such a blessing to have just... A friend that's in it with you to bounce ideas off of, to get encouragement
1: from, and yeah. I'm just so thankful for you, Sterling. Man, ditto. Try to make me cry before we get. All <laughs> I know. Get sorry, into this.
0: listeners, we're getting emotional over here.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's good, and you're so right. Like, I mean, um, having your friendship has been awesome, and I think that's the whole purpose of. Wow, we're doing this t- right. today. We're talking to about preserve those godly
0: friendships. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. So, before we jump into our question, we kind of just gave you a little preview little here yeah, <laughs> about friendships. But we're so pumped for this podcast. Like I mentioned, this is episode two. So, just the second episode of our Reader Girls podcast. And the whole reason we created it was really just to answer your questions. So, from the past couple years at our conferences or through Instagram, through email, Whatever Um, girls have submitted questions that they want answers to and that they need advice on. So we created this podcast just to help you guys out and just to answer your questions based off of things we've been through, our life experiences. And before we jump into our question today... I just want to quickly say, Hmm. sadly, Sterling and I don't have all the answers. We don't know it all. But we are going to do our absolute best to just give you advice from what we've learned throughout the years and from our life experiences. And we're also always going to do our very best to point you back towards what the Bible says and um, give you advice based on biblical truth. So again, excited you're listening. Let's hop on in. So today's question um, is, since friend drama can be hard to avoid sometimes... How can I deal with it in a healthy way? So we're tackling the question and the idea of drama with friendships, and we're going to be chatting on how we can go about maybe dealing with that in a godly way, a healthy way. So Sterling, do you
1: want to just jump on in? What are some of your initial thoughts to that? That's a big question. There's so much we could say about that. Oh, for sure. We could talk about that for days. But I'm so glad that it is being brought up because, um, like we said before, you know, like Godly friendships are amazing, and but one thing I've, I've come to find out just through my life and even doing youth ministry is, is that um, we have an enemy who would love nothing more than to come against so the true. godly friendships in your life and to try to tear those apart, and we know just from reading scripture how much God loves um, unity, He loves relationships, and um, there's so much the Bible has to say about this, and so mm-hmm. I know, like you said, we won't get to everything. But my first reaction when I heard this question was, yes, I'm so glad someone asked it. Because I know yes. we were just chatting about this before. But mm-hmm. when we work with young girls, I mean, that stuff comes up all the times. So I can't tell you all how many time. times. I mean, just last week I had a text from a girl saying, okay, I'm in this fight with my friend. And it's so awkward. And I don't know how to walk through this. Like, help me. Give me some tools. Mm -hmm. Give me some tips. And the truth is, is it really is just part of life. Mm -hmm. Sadly, like the question says, drama, hard times, hard situations with people is
0: kind of unavoidable. It's part of life. Mm -hmm. We all go through it, whether we're adults now, which maybe it happens, hopefully, a little bit less than it did (laughs) in the middle school and high school, even maybe college years. But drama, conflict is unavoidable.
1: It totally is. And one more thing with that, I was thinking before we started today before we jump into it, I just want to say, um, even though it's not fun, mm-hmm. um, conflict's not a bad thing. Exactly. It's, it's a good thing, and I know we'll get into more of this, but, um, you know, I heard a quote one time that said, uh, the absence of conflict doesn't equal peace and so oftentimes real peace in your relationships is found on the other side of conflict so then we're not talking about this to say hey let's try to avoid it completely but when it happens how do we walk through it so right well I love what you said and actually you can tell great minds think alike (laughs) but that was
0: my first point
1: too you know yes yeah just like
0: God's very real sadly you know we got an enemy out there who is also very real and he With like nothing more than to cause destruction and conflicts amidst godly, fruit-bearing relationships. And especially with girls, you know, (laughs) guys have drama and problems too. But usually it looks very different from guy drama from female (laughs) problems and drama. And I just think God knows and the enemy knows how much of a force for the gospel and for the kingdom of God girls can be when they're not... Tearing each other down, when they're not fighting, when they're not talking about each other's behind each other's back, but how much of a force for the gospel and for the kingdom of God, and how much damage they could do for the kingdom of God when girls come together and link arms and say, No, we're not fighting. We're not talking bad about each other. We're not going to gossip, but we are linking arms together and yes. we are going to serve God together and we're going to encourage each other. When people are down, we're going to spur them on. When girls feel like, We can't, we're weak, we're struggling in an area, we're going to lift each other's arms up. That's what community, true biblical community looks like. And that's what our friendships should look like. But sadly, the enemy is out there and he wants nothing more than to just tear down godly fruit-bearing, those godly fruit-bearing friendships that will do damage for the kingdom of God. And that will impact so many lives when we come together. Absolutely. But I think the enemy just wants to bring destruction and conflict amidst all that.
1: Yeah, it's so, so true. Yeah. So maybe
0: we should just start off with some practical tips. Like, say there is Mm. a drama situation. Like, that girl texted you. I was actually at coffee with a high schooler a couple weeks ago, and she was telling me about a friend drama situation she had, too. So say there is drama arising, unfortunately. Like, what should they do? What Mm. should
1: we do as Christians to deal with that in a healthy way? So good. Well... I know, um, one of the first things, uh, that it's really tempting to want to do when you're having a conflict with someone, uh, personally is to go gossip about it. Um, and I think there's two ways to go about that. You can react or you mm-hmm. can respond. Yes, and I have been on both sides of that personally. So did I. <laughs> yep. I've I always handled it the best way. Oh man, yeah. I can. I have some stories that I can get to later about just times <laughs> when I was definitely learned uh, through trial and error. Okay, well, that's not how to respond. Yeah, but um, but I think the first thing that you want to do is ask yourself like okay, is this a situation that I need to respond to because it has mm-hmm. to do with me? But I know some sometimes friend groups, maybe there's three girls, four girls, five girls involved. Sometimes we can get caught up in drama that really doesn't have anything to do with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the first question is, is this between me and a friend that I know God wants in my life? And if it's a friendship that you want to preserve and that you know, man, I think, I think God would want this person in my life, then the first step is to try to to walk Result that out, that, yeah. yeah. And what are those kind of friendships? That's great. And what are those kind of friendships that we should be looking for mm-hmm. in our lives? That's a great question. I I think, um, you know, all of us have probably two different types of relationships. We have relationships with brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. that God's placed in our life that the Bible actually calls like equally, you can be equally yoked or unequally yeah. yoked. Um, and a yoke is, I'm not talking about an egg yoke, y'all, if you're listening. I used to think that for a long <laughs> so time. Um, but it's like they like eggs in yeah. the Bible. <laughs> well, that's weird. Yeah, Scrambled or side <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, some of you all like, I want an omelet. Yeah. Um, but no, when, when God says, you know, that we need to walk equally yoked with, with people, he's talking about like when two, you know, I almost said pieces of cattle, but two, <laughs> two cows, no, two cows or two oxen are like tied up together that plow mm-hmm. a field. So as we're plowing in our field that God's called us to, who are the people that are gonna? that are going to help you in that. And yes. and sometimes I think um, we might put expectations on friendships that we're not equally open. So I would say um, if you have a friend that you know is a believer, they, they value the same things as you. They are following Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's a friendship. You probably really want to make every effort to preserve yes. and keep part of your inner circle. But this is just practical. If you have a friendship with someone who's not a believer that's that's awesome too we're Mm -hmm. called to have friendships with people that don't believe the same way as us and that's not wrong but uh, biblically what we see is that we can't really hold non-believers to the same standard that we hold believers to so not to say you're Mm -hmm. never going to have to work things out with non-believing friends but i would say how jesus tells us to respond Mm -hmm. um with our with our people that are in the family of God is a little bit different than those who are not believers. So as we get into some of these tips, I'm just going to throw out there that the tips that I'm going to talk about today have to do with people that are kind of more of your inner circle, more of those family of God type people.
0: I, I love how you use the term inner circle. I've always used that. I'm a pretty social person. I've always been extroverted believe it or not. No, you can probably believe this, but I won friendliest in the high school year. <laughs> so yeah. I've, I've always loved people in friendships, really valued people and friendships that are in my life. But I totally agree with what Sterling was saying. You want the people that are closest to you. And I do use the term inner circle, the inner circle to be life giving friendships that are lifting you up and closer towards God, the things of God, um, encouraging you in your walk with the Lord Because you're going to grow in your walk with the Lord if you're surrounding yourself, that inner circle with people who are also striving and wanting to grow in their walk with the Lord. So it's so important that you surround yourself with those friends. And if you're listening and you're like, man, that sounds awesome, but I don't have that. Mm -hmm. Well, you want to know something? I didn't have that either. In high school, um, I did just say I was rated friendliest, but I struggled for a little bit to find that inner circle of girlfriends that would just surround me, encourage me lead me closer to the things of God, um, make me want to grow deeper and go deeper in my relationship with mm. the Lord. I didn't always have that. Actually, um, quick story towards the beginning of my high school career, <laughs> high school career, yes. <laughs> my big four-year career in high school. <laughs> I went to um, a private Christian school, actually, mm. and I hung out with— so the pool of people wasn't that big. It wasn't like a huge public school, and I hung out with a group of girls— who I was close with for a couple of years. But as we got into high school, um, I noticed that they were kind of about different things than I was about. I was all about growing and going deeper in my relationship with the Lord. I wanted to be set apart. My goal was to be known as the girl that was on fire and in love with Jesus, like the Christian leader in my high school. And there was one day, you know, middle, probably beginning to middle of my sophomore year high school where I had a moment where I realized shoot, I can't be surrounding myself with this group of friends if I'm wanting to go and grow deeper in my relationship with the Lord. Because I'm on one path, and they're looking like they're going on a completely different path. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of at a crossroad where I was like, if I stay close with them and go on the one path that isn't going to lead me closer to the cross, closer towards Christ, yikes, <laughs> you know, that's the complete opposite direction of where I want to go. But if I go on this other path, the narrower road, then I'm not going to have any friends, you know, and Mm -hmm. I love people. Like I just said, I love Mm -hmm. friends. So it was like a really hard choice for me to make. But, you know, I am proud to say now looking back, I did go on the narrow road and I honestly felt alone for 75% probably of my sophomore year of high school. Mm -hmm. And that was one of my hardest years. It, It was definitely my hardest year in high school, but definitely one of my hardest years yet in life. It was such a tough season where I felt so alone in the friend department. But in that season, I just clung to Jesus and got so close to him. And I really did become known as like the Christian leader in my high school. And those girls went on a wrong, a bad path. (laughs) And they ended up getting into a lot of trouble later in high school, almost getting kicked out of school. And I just thought, thank you, God, like you knew what you were doing by separating me early on. I took one road, sadly, they took another road. Um, but I felt so alone, like I said, and I so desperately wanted those like life-giving friendships that would just build me up and speak life into me, draw me closer to the Lord. So my whole sophomore year, like I said, 75% of that year, I felt so alone. I prayed and prayed for those life-giving friendships. And by the time my junior year rolled around, a couple started to come in, a couple more started to come in, and the junior, senior year were much better. And God truly did provide for me those encouraging life-giving friendships that pulled me closer to Jesus and the things of God and not farther away. So I say that story to tell you guys, if you're struggling with friends or finding a good group of friends or that inner circle that does pull you closer towards Christ, you're not alone. I think we've all had seasons where that's been the case for us in it's hard. You're hundred percent right. You're like, this is rough. It is rough. Cause I was there. It, it's a hard season to walk through, but it will be so worth it in the end. And just keep praying that God puts those relationships in your life yeah. because I am living proof of it. He will. So you just got to keep praying and trust him, but you want your closest friends, the people that you're spending the most time with to be bringing you closer towards Jesus. And you want them to be life-giving relationships and not draining
1: relationships. That's so good.
0: What do I mean by that? I mean draining, like after you hang out with them, you feel like discouraged. Maybe they were complaining about a million and five things and you just feel like, man, I just feel so sad. And I was just in such a negative atmosphere. You know, you want people that were after you spend time with them, you're like, man, I couldn't get enough. Like, I can't wait till the next time we hang out. She blessed me so much. She encouraged me so much. Man, I'm so pumped for what God's got in her future. She encouraged me, and now I'm even more excited for what God's got in store for me. Those are life-giving friendships, and you want those in your life. And I'm telling you right now, some of those relationships I had in high school were not, like I mentioned, not life-giving and weren't putting me on the a good trajectory <laughs> towards Christ and towards the cross. So if you have some of those in your life where you're like, maybe I'm, I'm not sure, maybe it's it's not going in a good direction, pray and really ask God for wisdom on that. Ask a mentor, a youth pastor, somebody for wisdom on that. uh, Because you really need to be surrounding yourself with life-giving friendships that lead you closer to Jesus.
1: Yeah, I think that's so awesome.
0: That really is. So back to my original question. <laughs> we kind of got on a tangent there, which is great, but about what kind of friends to have. But to say there's a problem in a situation, like, what is step one? Like, say okay. you heard an issue's going on. Um, let's just give them some practical tips. Like, what, what should you do? Should you ignore it? Should you go confront them about it? Like, how should you go talk to others about it? Like, what is mm. – what's the situation here? What should we do?
1: Mm. Well – um, I love what the Bible has to say about this. Um, but before I even dig into that, I'll just say I've realized just through life, from looking at my own life and even my sisters, my friends, usually there's two types of people in these situations there's the stuffers and oh. there is the spouters. So good. Um, so true. I was a stuffer growing up. So that means that with my personality type, I'm a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more low key. I often don't like to just speak my mind or spot my opinions and I used to be really afraid of conflict Mm -hmm. and actually really like deeply afraid of it and actually um, afraid that if there was conflict I would be rejected or whatever that was and that used to drive my life so much to the point that I would do whatever it took to push my feelings down and to avoid Mm -hmm. any type of conflict. And that can work for a while, but let me tell you ladies, um, we can be like volcanoes, you know? So if you are a stuffer, eventually you can stuff your feelings, stuff your feelings, stuff your feelings, but it is going to come out. And when it does come out, It's going to be ugly. I'm relating so much to what you're (laughs) saying right now because I was a stuffer too. Okay. I (laughs) had a feeling you're going to relate on that. Yeah. And so, and I have a story that I could unpack in in a second, but, um, but I would say, yes, first ask yourself, am I, am I stuffing something that I need to be, you know, dealing with or, am I somebody who who has dealt with it the wrong way and I've exploded in the moment instead of yes. taking time to ask myself, why am I upset about this? Yes. And giving someone else a chance to maybe talk through it with you. But um, I know in Matthew 18, Jesus, I love how he gives us basically a step by step process on how to deal with conflict. Um, and so it's really, really good. So I can I was going to say before before you jump onto that, I would love for you to read that passage. But just to comment on the stuffer thing, like I said, I can
0: (laughs) totally relate because that's what I did too. Yeah, I something would kind of frustrate me, but I was like, you know what, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just going to sweep it under the rug. It's not that big of a deal. Something else would frustrate me. It's not that big of a deal. Like Mm -mm. I don't want to talk to her about it. And I was also still am. You know, I'm a work in progress with the conflict thing. I don't really like it. But like you said in the very beginning. Conflict can actually be a good thing when it's done and handled in a healthy way. Totally, so yeah. I would get frustrated and I would be like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to ignore it, sweep it under the rug. Or I would ignore the person. and would be like, they're bugging me. So like all this mm. stuff is, but I don't want to like start something. I don't want to start a big fight. So I'm just going to ignore them for a little bit and I'll cool down. But that is actually the wrong thing to do because I wouldn't cool down. I would ignore it and then they would... Maybe come ask me what's wrong. And then I would say, oh, it's fine. It really was not fine. (laughs) So I just want to say, and I've heard this happen a lot, especially recently with conversations I've had with high school girls. They're like, she was being weird towards me. So I went and asked her what was wrong. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing's wrong. But usually something is wrong. And that's why you were acting different in the first place. And honestly, the best thing to do in those moments when something is wrong is say, yeah, something is wrong, and just kindly say, it kind of offended me yesterday when you said this. I know you didn't mean to hurt me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it, I took it mm-hmm. the wrong way, and it was hurtful, and, and then I'm sure hopefully that person will say, oh, my gosh, I didn't even mean to, and boom. You know, right there, the problem could be on its way to totally. being solved. But when both parties stuff, like you said, Sterling, stuff things and are not being honest, that's when the problems continue to build and they're, they're moving farther away from getting solved. So mm-hmm. honesty in love is the best thing when a problem yes. starts to arise. Yes. Just be honest. Don't spout off at them. Like a throwing and be like, yeah, you hurt me. You said this about mm-hmm. me. You know, it's like, just say, yeah, you know, you did hurt me when you said this. I know you didn't mean to. It's like, just be honest with how you feel, but in love, because when you do that, you're walking the path to solving the problem. And when you don't do that, you're backing up and
1: getting farther and farther away from solving the problem. So be honest with love. I think that's so good. And I also have to say too, sometimes it helps to think about not just don't think about yourself, but think about your friend. You know, if somebody's hurt you, um, I, I know for me personally, um, it, it's not fun to be the one that's hurt, mm-hmm. but it's even worse to know that you've hurt somebody else. Yeah. Especially if you didn't even know that you hurt them. And so I would ask myself the question too if I was if the role was reversed mm-hmm. and I was that person that was doing something hurtful, how would I want my friends to respond? Would I want my friends to just ignore it and then get yes. bitter? Yes. Or would I want mm-hmm. my friends to love me enough to say, Sterling, homegirl? I love you, yeah. but you got to watch the way you're doing this. Yes. You got you got to watch the way you're saying this, because I want to grow, and and so do they. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's such a good point. But if we want to dig yes, into to Matthew mm-hmm. 18 right here, so Jesus says, if if your brother sins against you, and I'll pause right there and say the word brother here, he's talking about a brother in Christ. So right. for us, if a sister, if a sister in Christ, if this is somebody that you know is a follower of Jesus. Um, then this is, this is really the way that we're called to respond. It says, if your brother sins against you, go and show him, or in our case, her, um, his fault or, or her fault in <laughs> private. Um, so I love that right off the bat. Jesus is saying, hey, if your friend sins against you, go and basically confront them privately. And I think that's such a good point because in yeah. our culture, we share everything right away. Um, I know some of you guys might even have friends that are sub-tweeters or posters. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know we're kind of laughing, but it's, it's real. True, That's like, why I'm laughing. <laughs> and I can't tell you guys, as a youth pastor, it, honestly, it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. I see so many students that are hurting in friendships, and instead of taking steps to work it out, they're using social media as their diary. So sad. And, and I can see exactly what they're trying to... They're looking for relief. They're looking for sympathy by saying, man, I guess some people don't care about me today or whatever they'll post to try to get... People to sympathize or to ask them what's wrong instead of taking steps to work it out. And so social media is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful way to connect. But can I just encourage you guys? Um, you know, Jesus didn't say if your brother sins against you, go post about it or go tweet. (laughs) Yeah, or tweet about it or gossip about it. He says, Go in private, you know, and and talk to them about it, basically. And I
0: think that's one thing as girls, and I'm speaking from experience here, so I'm not just saying, you girls, I'm talking about myself. It is so tempting to go and tell another friend, to gossip, to Mm -hmm. say, like, did you see what she did? Or I can't believe she said that to me. You know, it's so tempting to just go to somebody else before you actually go to the person. So as Sterling was saying, is the Word of God says, go to the person first before you go talk about it to anybody else. Yes.
1: And I think this is also so that we can um, honor people and preserve unity. You know, I don't know if you've ever been gossiped about, but I know how it feels to have done something to hurt someone totally unintentionally. And then instead of coming to me, they went and talked to other friends about it. Mm -hmm. And that felt not fun. I mean, that, that feels like Oh, man, I wish I could have gotten a chance to apologize before you went and told people. And I think that, um, as Christians, it's, it's really loving to give people yes. a chance to go to them first. Now, I will say as a youth pastor, sometimes we don't quite know how to respond in certain situations and we need some advice before we go to the friend. Some of you might be like, I'm nervous to go talk yes. to my friend or confront them. And I've certainly been there. So I would say go to, if you, if you want to talk it out with someone instead of going to like, a peer or someone that knows this person, go find somebody that doesn't know them. Somebody that's an adult, like a a pastor, yes. a leader, and that's okay to process with people Definitely. like that.
0: Yeah, and sometimes um, you know, I live in Oklahoma right now, and my mom, who's like my closest friend, lives in Michigan, and I kind of love that because sometimes I'll have tough situations with people, or I won't, I won't know how to deal with a certain. Um, situation that has potential for conflict and I'll call my mom and I'll kind of describe the situation to her and ask her for feedback or advice and it's so nice because she doesn't know (laughs) these people I'm talking about she lives in a completely different state so yes it's not bad at all to ask for advice or for somebody to pray for you but it's all about the spirit of how it's being done if it's like a talking about somebody behind their back malicious gossip type spirit don't you know that's wrong to not go to the person first but if you're like hey My youth pastor, my mom, you know, one of my mentors, I'm not sure how to deal with this situation. Does this sound okay if I say this back to her? And you're really just trying to ultimately, at the end of the day, pursue peace in that situation, then yes, you can go to somebody else and ask. But if you go to a couple other girls in your junior class and talk about the situation that's just storing up more drama and that is the opposite of pursuing peace so just pursue peace at the end of the day in relationships
1: that's so so good and that reminds me of a verse in romans 12 uh, 18 paul is writing to people church people just like us you know that are, <laughs> that are trying to figure it out and he says if possible as far as it depends on you be at peace with all men mm-hmm. so sometimes we have, we do do all we can do, and we might lose friendships, and that's terrible. It yes. doesn't feel good, but I love what you're saying, Christy. Just like pursue peace at all yes, costs. At
0: all costs. You know? And there's some people in life. We trust me, Sterling and I have had them. We know you guys have had them. Some girls, people are just difficult, and it's like I've been overly kind to her, and she is just so rude to me. Or I just I've tried to pursue peace. And I, nothing's getting through. Like, it's just, she's still so rude to me. I want to encourage you, you know, number one, treat them how Christ would treat them. People that were sending Jesus to the cross, he still asked for forgiveness for, you know, and yeah. he was hanging on the cross. So, but I also want to encourage you to pray for those people that are just oh, really so difficult. Because so I've done that before and it is hard. I'm not like, oh, that girl is just so rude to me. Let me just pray and ask God to bless her you know it's really hard (laughs) to do that but when you do that it really does soften your heart towards them or if there's somebody that you're like we just don't we just don't have good chemistry we're just not on the same page (laughs) we did not get along just start praying for them because it may be difficult but it will soften your heart towards them and you'll start to see
1: them as Jesus sees them and not how you see them Mm -hmm. That's so good. And along those lines, I actually had a situation just this last year where I was really deeply hurt by somebody and I knew I needed to work out the situation, Mm -hmm. but my heart was not right. Um, and Jesus reminded me, you know, Sterling, if your goal at the end of this is not to restore this relationship, then you're not in the right place to go confront them yet. Mm. And so I had to spend some time, a lot of time in prayer, a lot of time saying, Lord, just like you said, let me see them how you see them. And once that happened, I was able to go to this person. It still was not the most fun conversation to have, but I was able to talk through it and to do it in a way that was Christ-like and not not just with my own, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I don't know, my stuff in mind yeah. or trying to defend myself yes. or whatever it was, I was able to say, Hey, I love you. And I was able to mean it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's so important. So many times when we get hurt, we want to react mm-hmm. and defend ourselves instead of saying, I actually just want to preserve this relationship. Doesn't mean we can't value ourselves, right? but biblically it says that like Jesus, is, you know, God's our defender. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can express ourselves and say, Hey, like this hurt me, but the goal of conflict resolution isn't just to prove that we're right or defend ourselves. That's so good. Yeah. Wow. There's so much we could share on this
0: topic. It's such a relevant topic for, like we said earlier, middle school, high school, but even past that, you know, everybody deals with conflict, trouble in relationships. As we wrap up, I just wanted to share a passage with you guys that when I was in high school really helped mm-hmm. me deal with conflict In kind of a confession moment here. I shared about my tough season as a sophomore when I lost some friends and felt alone in this verse, this passage, it's a section of scripture really carried me through in confession. I actually wrote it and I would put it in my purse. And when I was having a rough day, I would go like moments. I would want to cry, you know, at school. I know we've all had those. I would go into the bathroom in the stall and I would pull it out of my purse and I would read this and I would just pray this verse over my life and that I could treat people this way. And um, it's from Romans chapter 12, verses nine through 21. And it's honestly one of my, it is my favorite passage in the Bible when it comes to how we should love other people and how we should treat people. So it says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need, and practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of a low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. with good. And I love That's that so last verse, especially do not overcome evil with evil, but overcome it with good. Because when conflict arises, when tension comes, our first reaction typically as humans is to lash out or how can we get revenge? But this verse here says don't overcome evil, the things, the wrong things people have done to you by creating more evil, but overcome it with good. So ultimately, as we wrap this up, so good. Sterling and I have been encouraging the whole podcast, just pursue peace. Yeah. You know, conflict's going to come. Drama's going to come. Be honest. Be honest about how you feel, but in love. You know, if, if somebody is bothering you or some issues ca- came up, go to them and let them know. Because they're not mind readers. <laughs> they're not going to be able to solve the problem unless they know what the problem is. So good. Or if someone comes up to you and says, hey, you've been acting different towards me. Is everything Okay. And you know everything's not okay, but you're like, yeah, it's fine. Because that maybe seems like the easier thing to do. In the long run, it's not the easier way. Be honest and love and say, yeah, this kind of bothered me how you said that last week. Or just let them okay. know what's up. We know it's hard. Conflict <laughs> is not fun. I don't think it's something anybody really looks forward to. Mm-hmm. But it's so important and necessary to deal with it in an honest healthy way and to pursue peace in the midst of it all so thank
1: you guys for listening thank you sterling for being on any final thoughts man the only other thing i can say is again try to talk things out in person, yes, that's not helpful. over texting or social media. But man, I think you hit it. That's such a great passage in Romans. So go back and read that, guys. Dig into yes, it. Let that God was Romans speak.
0: twelve nine. Yes, so so <laughs> check good. that
1: out. So, anyways, thanks
0: for listening, guys. We hope you got something out of this talk today. And we're so excited. We have so many more podcasts to come. Make sure you tune in the first Friday in July for our next episode. We're actually going to be starting a series on relationships. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about dating, how we should date, singleness, what you can do now to prepare yourself for marriage in the future, all those types of things. You're not going to want to miss it. So mark your calendars for that first Friday in July where we'll be dropping our next episode Called Dating 101. So tune in and Sterling actually will be back. I will be back. She will be back. Her and I will be back together tackling that topic for you guys on episode number three of the Rooted Podcast. So if you guys ever have questions, please send yes. them to us. Yes. We want to hear your questions, so direct message us on Instagram. You can shoot us an email at rootedgirlsmin@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's rootedgirlsmin at gmail.com. Again, thank you guys for listening. You mean so much to us, and we hope you have a great week. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye.